With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Archangels, Ghosts, and Bigfoot, oh my. It's just another night for Supernatural Girls. Real stories, real answers to life's biggest supernatural mysteries. And now, for another exciting interview with paranormal experts from this world and others. Here's your host, paranormal researcher Patricia Baker, on the one, the only, Supernatural Girls. Welcome, everyone, to another exciting episode of Supernatural Girls Radio. I'm your host, Patricia Baker. I am here with my co-host from Tucson, Patricia Kirkman, PK. How are you tonight? I am just, well, let's put it this way. I feel like I've been roasted on the spit. It's 106 here yet today. You're still getting roasted. Wow. Gosh, wow. That's not good. Not Not good for you. No, it's nice and cool here. We when it gets cold. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh. When, you, when it gets cold here, we'll be so jealous. But right now, gosh, that is a little too warm. But at least we're not drowning uh-huh. like the people in the Bahamas. My God, wasn't that awful the way it took a direct hit? Oh, wow. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Yes, that this is, this is scary. Sure. You said they can't even see where the land used to be. It's so it's just underwater. Yeah. It's just terrible. Let's put it this way. I don't know what we've done, but I think the man upstairs is, well, should we say, I think he's pissed. <laughs> I don't know about say? that. Or Why would... It's just the earth is changing, and we got to no. ride with it, whether we want to or not. No. It's just making a, lots of big changes here. But you've been looking at something very interesting, which is, I think, going to be of interest to our listeners so why don't you take it away with what you found? Because you've been looking at the numbers of the squad. So tell us. Yeah. What did you those find lovely, lovely Well, you know, firstly, every one of us this month is a review of the entire year. And these ladies, uh, AOC, Rashida, and Ayana, are all, well, excuse me, not Rashida, but Ayana and uh, uh, is that right way of pronouncing her name? I L H A N. I don't know. I try not to anyway. even say that out loud. Okay. Omar, okay. <laughs> but those three three of the ladies are in an eight year. The eight year is about being chairman of the board, being in charge. It's going to be my way or else. Now, this squad has four people that are eight that want to be in control, and they're not putting up with anybody else telling them anything. So these ladies have got to be doing some bickering amongst themselves big time. That's part of it. The other part is Ayana, who is in her uh, eight-year also, 
very, very headstrong. All these ladies are extremely, extremely headstrong. Rashida has a lot of karmic issues within her chart. She's in a seven-year right now, which means she doesn't know who or what to trust, but she feels that she's got the answers emotionally. So she's going to be coming up into her eight years starting next month. These ladies are going, others are going into their nine-year, which is ending and wrapping up of things they cannot control. So it's going to be interesting to see where the dust settles over these next couple of months because if Rashida has her way, the others are going to be biting dust. She's going to try to make it go her way. So there's a lot lot of major issues going on with, with the way the ladies have it. Every one of them are extremely strong. Bullheaded is what I would use as the proper term because no nonsense. Uh, two, three of the ladies, four of the ladies have issues with men. Gee, are we surprised? Not at so all. When we're, when we're looking at how they, they deal with things. Now, the funny thing that I thought was very interesting, except for Ayana, all three have issues when it comes to spirituality and the ability to grab a hold of it and really teach and learn from it. They have that missing space where the spiritual is concerned. And that has a lot to say about how they're handling things in general. There's not a good move here with what I'm looking at. No one person's all bad or all evil. Let's face it, that's, you know, that would be ridiculous to say that. But in each chart, break it, breaking it down in, its, in individual ways, the one thing that is synonymous with every one of them, they are so headstrong that it's absolutely incredible. They can't make a, they can't make decisions about anything other than me, my, and I. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do to each other as this year is going to change. Once they get into a nine year, nine makes it extremely dramatic, and it's all about what they think is right. So right now they're a group. I think the group's going to start to shatter in the next couple of months. Prior Very interesting. Yeah. So that's yeah, kind that's of a just little tidbit. But I think what we'll do as it progresses, I'll just take a look at each one individually deep within the uh, situation of who they are and how they look at things. We can do that over the next couple of weeks so that we can break down who's doing who, who's doing what to who, et cetera. Because yeah, well, they're definitely very, not very from what strong. Well, yes, what you're talking yeah. about is these are not team players. These are people, even though they oh, no. act like a team, they don't they don't really act like a team. They they could scratch each other's eyes out just as soon as look at each other. So it's uh yes, it's all right. about power. Them. Yep, all well, about power. All, so that's it's all a it's all a power play. Every one of us. And the ironic part is Two of them cannot deal with change at all. And the one that does work well, could work well with change, it's her karma. So she can't handle it. So <laughs> when they, it's just incredible breaking down each one of these. That's why I said, I think maybe what we'll do is take a look at each one individually over the next few weeks to see what we get from them that way. Because, well, I'll tell you what, you can put them in a paper bag and shake it up and they're they're identical twins in one form or another when they come out. And no spirituality, except for one of them, has a little bit. So that's interesting. Well, one we're going to keep an eye on this. Yes. It's, it's going to be interesting to see 
how this breaks down, and we'll get a better handle on it. Because for everyone, if people just remember, this month is a review of this entire year. Well, we've watched how these ladies have been doing this cat fight things. So they're going to step on their own tails, and there's going to be things that are going to come out of it. And that's what we're going to start paying attention to. For, yeah. But for every one of us out there, we're reviewing the year. So if you've got things unfinished, get them done. If you need to work on something, get it done. Because October 1st, you're starting to go into your new year, which will start hitting you face first by December. All right. Well, that's, that's good direction. We're going to follow it. And I also wanted to review something that we talked about a couple of weeks ago when we had Rhonda and Dwight Hull on the show. Now, as you may remember, mm-hmm. everybody in the audience, and I know, PK, you remember, we had a caller by the name of Pat from Connecticut who talked to Dwight about an eagle that was stolen. And it was an eagle that was missing one wing, and she and other people are very concerned about this eagle's well-being, mm-hmm. and White was going to take a look and see what he could find. So I got a message from them today, and they said this is definitely an ongoing investigation with the police. And ah. White did share with Pat where he believes the eagle is located, the status of the eagle, Description of the suspects and what White feels was used during the commission of this crime and other relevant information. So all of this is being passed on to the authorities, and we're going to keep all of you posted. Hopefully this eagle will be rescued and returned to its safe environment. I don't know who in the hell would do such a thing, but apparently Dwight is figuring this out, and it will be passed on. If it hasn't already, I believe it has already been passed on to the police. So we hope for a safe return for the eagle. That will be really exciting, and we'll let you guys know. Yeah, we'll let everybody know what's happening. Now, the other thing is, you want to remind everyone, we have a workshop coming up. It is co-sponsored by Azure Green and Middlefield, and that's where it's going to be held. It is a candle reading and shamanic divination day with one of our guests, Shaman Itzhak Berry. And this is just a one-day event on November 16th, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m., The cost is $80. There's only 14 places left. So if you want to sign up, just go to our Supernatural Girls Facebook page, and you can sign up there. And within the next week or so, we'll be talking to people about getting deposits. And again, it's a a very inexpensive workshop. It's going to be a lot of fun. It will be held at the Pyramid at Azure Green and Blossom Center. It's a beautiful facility. So if you're anywhere in the area on November 16th, or you can be, then we highly recommend this. It's going to be a great experience with Itzhak. So there's that. And then for Paranormal News, again, we are the Paranormal News. As you know, everybody's been following this. Um, I went out to dinner, which I normally don't do, with my husband, we're always here, 24-7. Well, we happened to go out to dinner because we were invited by some dear friends. And we have security cameras everywhere. And when we came back, 
one of the security cameras had been tripped, but there was nobody there to trip it, no animal, because we do catch animals on our cameras. There was no animal. There was no person. There was nothing. There was no wind, no rain, nothing that would have tripped the camera. So when I look at the shots, then I saw for the first time these very weird shapes look like alien heads. Now, some of you saw them. Some of you couldn't see them. I posted it on our Supernatural Girls Paranormal News page and so that you can see it in a large format because it's really the only way that you can see what's in the photo. Now, since then, I've been taking more photos because I know now there's a portal there. Something's going on. And as I snap these photos, I look through the lens, and normally I don't see anything. But this one night, I saw the face of this man who's in the photo just staring back at me. It was really, really an incredible moment where I realized I wasn't just seeing it on my computer when I downloaded the information from the camera. I was now having an experience of whomever this is in the portal. So now it's gone into a full figure of this man, and there's many other faces, and PK, I sent them to you, um, and I don't know if you had a chance to look at any of them, but I have circled the faces, because sometimes it's hard when you're looking at the trees, it's very difficult to see the faces. So I've circled them, and I've sent them around to friends of mine who are used to looking at this stuff, and they have confirmed that they are seeing the same thing I'm seeing, and more. So I've been getting the photographs back from them with more circles, more faces. It's It's been a lot of fun and very spooky. I love it. I'd love for all of you to go to our link, which is on our Facebook page today. I put it there actually tonight, so you could just click on it and go right to that page. The first two photos are the original ones, and then the third one is more recent, and that has a full-figured man with a mustache. Um, that's the one it was, uh, we met eyes when I was taking those photos. And I'd love to hear, and I know you would too, BK. We want to know what you guys think. Can you see it? Can you not see it? Do you think we're full of beans? What is this? So take a look. Let us know what you see, if anything, in the photographs, and, and let us know. Now, I also I will share with you, I did hear from one listener and she gets pictures like this as well. And she sent me one of her pictures, and it was terrific. So there are other people out there who are getting the same kinds of information in random shots in their areas. So maybe it's something you should try also. See if you can pick up anything with your camera eye that sometimes the physical eye doesn't get. So that's our paranormal news for tonight. And we have a phenomenal guest. He's been on the show twice before. He is exciting and passionate about the paranormal and many other things. He's a super genius. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about him. He has a long and extensive resume in the field of physics, metaphysics, and even agriculture. He's been involved in research and projects, many at top secret level, that have formed the basis of several modern-day scientific inventions. Now, Rick's research in the field of the paranormal began as a graduate physicist working 11 years with Navy Intel. His work includes foundational papers on a holographic concept of reality and embryonic holography and work with microwaves and synthetic telepathy. 
He was used as Timothy Leary's experimental guinea pig to see what the effects of LSD were when taken by a mental-level genius. This is a very exciting man. He knows a lot, and we're going to start by introducing him, bringing him onto the show, and we're going to start talking about Antarctica. So, Rick, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I have a couple comments about numerology. Uh, you know that that was originally called Gematria out of the Bible. Oh. And, mm-hmm. and that was the Sefer Yetzirah that was the book of formation that related sounds to words and the mother letters of the Hebrew. And so Gematria is actually the origins of what we now call numerology. Now, religion and science are actually, uh, in a sense, a a cavitation process, if you will. Uh, To look at the brain, you have two brains. To look at our sun, we have a binary. We look at our galaxy, and we have a black hole. We wonder where a white hole might be at the other end of that. It is a thin veil between life and death. And Gematria was the original sciences that were written as religion. And basically, neither hold the truth. It is a balance which is unique to the individual. They call that the nuodol, the middle of the brain. Just like time is not real, it's a construct of what you have is the moment. That's what I wanted to make a slight comment, to just let wow. you know where the origins of numerology the came from. It came from the Bible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, had, I knew some of that, but I didn't tell it to the extent that you did. Well, that's why you replay this, no. because each time you listen to me, you'll get a little bit more. I try to compact my information. I think it's great. Thank you. Yes. Yes, thank you for sharing that. So now, well, I'm just yeah, have, okay, Antarctica. I, yes, because you um, have firsthand part, experience with this, right? You saw. Yeah, well, space. I've been to Antarctica. Yes, for the military. Yes, ma'am. And what did you see there? How did you know it was a Nazi base? <laughs> yeah, uh, Thule Island. We uh, staged it into Thule Island on a submarine that then went into Antarctica. By this was not my lead. I was invited as the physicist to discuss and try to discover how the light worked in the caverns. Um, it's a long time ago, 1972. Um, I was working for an anthropologist. She put the team together. We went in. Um, it's quite deep down under. The cavern itself that we entered was probably a mile high. It was unbelievable. Oh there was weather, clouds, and light. How does that work? And that's what I, my part of the experiment was to determine how the light worked. I ended up writing a technical paper on bioluminescence and a kind of algae that bacteria eat on. And it creates a light with um, a type of uh, resonance. It, um, I did uh, my master's in that, in that field. And I'm, so I'm a resonant cavity oscillator physicist, uh, talking about subsets on how different sizes of organisms communicate to the next level. 
and uh, our soil, you know, we call it, you know, mycorrhizae has mycelium and then various stages of animals starting from thrip and nematode. And there's a dialogue going on just like there is in your gut. Your gut is considered the first brain. It is the thing that activates all other organs. It starts in your gut and why you call it instinct. It is a mm. resonant cavity oscillator of subsets of bacteria. And everybody's system, gut, is different. And what is healthy for one person may not be healthy for another. And that's why allotropic medicines, as we currently enjoy them, is that one size does not fit all. That means that's so what true. One, well, it's true. Okay, then that's what yeah, we're now discovering. Is. Because we're all individually unique. And that's one of the things that medicine needs to begin further addressing. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Now, when you went okay, to the United States, so and you when I was like, there, you know I, I saw. Related? I'm sorry, Mom? How did you know that the Nazis were involved down there? I mean, we've heard those. Well, you stories. could see the Nazi bases there. I mean, they were. It, it appeared that it, ha- it they were destroyed. Um, I was in '72. It was in when uh, Kennedy ordered. That, remember the Antarctica event, where there was a potential nuclear weapon that was used to take out that Nazi base. When I went in in 72, I saw um, uh, 19 slips of Nazi submarines. Uh, It would hold 19 submarines. They were all in damage. They were gone. I saw a further down a 14th century uh, Viking base. Where's that in our history? Uh, I saw saw something that we had no explanation for. There was a hole that went 100 miles straight down into the mantle. Now, at the time, we did not have the technology to explore that. I mean, at at that point, we believed that the mantle was um, molten glass. I mean, it was the pressures were such that how could a hole maintain its integrity? And and we didn't have the technology to go straight down or up 100 miles. And so um, I think that that has recently been solved with such uh, celebrities as Buzz Aldrin and others that have recently gone to Antarctica to explore something that was discovered down that hole. Now, what would it be? I have no idea. However, the first thing that keeps cropping up is another race of men called the Nephilim. And uh, when I taught at uh, uh, Shiprock, uh, Navajo Community College there, I taught, they, they had drawings, the Navajo of um, Second Ring, that, that talked about giants that were cannibals. And they had drawings of, of these giants. I have seen recent things from Peru to indicate large skulls. There was one that was discovered in Pennsylvania back in the 1840s and uh, archaeology and was taken to the Smithsonian. 
And it's interesting to note that that skull is now missing. This was a huge skull. There were photographs of it. And mm. uh, that that is now missing from the Smithsonian. And so I was asked to explain, you know, what might have happened to that. And my discovery was that at that time, Joseph Smith had taken a group of, um, um, I think they were, um, what, what, what religion was it? It was a Methodist. I think it was a Methodist religion and began his trek across the country. And that Methodist minister lost his flock, dogged him for 20 years. And it was his two sons that started the Smithsonian. And my guess is that you'll find that skull now in the Atlantic Ocean as a way to validate their father in trying to get his flock back from Joseph Smith and what was later called the Mormons. Uh, that was mm-hmm. my explanation for the BBC. Mm-hmm. I don't know what actually happened. Uh, we'll probably never know really what happened to the skull, but the, the skulls continue to be discovered in China, Russia, and uh, in, in fact, in some of the world, World War II, they discovered some up in, uh, I think it was Romania. So there's pictures. These skulls are quite large. We're talking about um, a humanoid that might have been 20 feet tall or even taller. Oh, my and, God. Well, they're called the Nephilim, and um, they were stone. You know, they were in the Bible. I, I don't know much about that part. I'm just a scientist trying to figure out all, we never really ever get full answers on things, and so we have to make leaps. And I'm the first to tell you that science does not have any more answers than religion. And that's truthfully why we probably have two brains, you know, trying to do a balance from one side to the other in terms of uh, religion and science. I Mm. can tell you that Antarctica does exist. Uh, The Brazilians um, uh, used, I I mean, I have a friend that was head of Brazilian Secret Service that talked about the Nazi uh, ships that would stage on Sewell Island going in. Um, that became the Thule Society, based on that little island that's right there. I don't know what actually happened uh, to our Hitler. I don't know anything about any of that, but I can tell you the Third Reich moves on, and uh, there has been a war going on for a long time, and I have no idea about that. My areas of expertise were in the paranormal, and that's what the military used me for. I worked under Dr. Carl Schleicher. He was, I was Northwest Regional Director of MRU, uh, Mankind Research Unlimited. You can look it up. It's the front door for the Navy. Whenever there was paranormal phenomena, my team on the West Coast, I was the one that did lead to try to figure out what's going on. I had Jet Propulsion Laboratory. I had uh, China Lake, SRI. That's where I got to meet Andrea Puharich and others like that. And then, of course, I worked out of Seattle at the University of Washington with Patel and Douglas United Nuclear. And so uh, we would go in and try to figure out what's going on if it's paranormal. My counterpart was then Bill Franklin. Dr. Wilbur Franklin worked out of uh, Kent State and worked out of the University of Chicago. I... um, I did one study 
at the University of Chicago on an alien fragment, uh, an artifact. So when you ask me, are aliens real? My correct response would be, how could they not be? So imagination <laughs> right. is real. Well, it's, you know, and are they are they this or are they that? And the correct answer on that would be yes. Let me give you a metaphor. <laughs> well, okay. let me give you a metaphor. You look at a fence over there, and you see it, it's a brown fence. And you say, well, is that a brown fence or a green fence? And the correct answer is yes, because you cannot see the other side of the fence. You are making an assumption. And because of that, that is why all physics begins with assumed truth. Assumed truth is not necessarily true. For example, the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. Now we know about tunneling, event horizons, and precursor waves in solid-state physics, suggesting that space is curved. So then the question is asked, is the Earth round or flat? And the correct answer is yes. If you presume that space is curved, I can, with tensor mathematics, prove that it's flat. Is it flat or round? Well, predicated on your belief systems and assumed truths, now you have a dichotomy. And basically... Uh, looking at the world as being round allows you access to those universes with those doors. If you look at it as flat, then you only have these universes accessible to you and those doors. And what we're trying to do is go to the place where we have more access. That's called right. evolution. Well, then there it is. And so you have a choice. And now, that Rick, is what me, made you God's favored. Now, let me just go back to some of the things that you saw when you were there in Antarctica, this mile-high cavern. And now people have also talked about enormous stairways, like that were built for these 20-foot-tall people, not for our uh, size. Now she's got bongo by George Noreen and saying, uh-huh. you're getting it, <laughs> Nephilim. We're coming right back to that. I believe yes. what actually happened is that when the island was opened up to the universe, to see what was discovered down those holes. And then all of a sudden, remember, there was a lockdown and uh, evacuation. Okay. I think what they found was Nephilim and stasis, and I think one woke up. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. One waking up. I mean, my God, what what would that mean? I mean, would that mean (laughs) friendly to us or you know, what is it? I can't even wrap out. my mind around that. What do you think? You're the genius. I'll let you tell us. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I want to hear it from him. Uh, That's right. I don't know. From what you I do know. know. Yeah, I, okay, what do you know? Ben Eastwood made a wonderful movie called The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. And The Ugly. <laughs> yeah, well, there it is. If, if you can imagine something in your mind's eye, that's where real reality lies. That and inside your gut. Your gut is the bottom line. Your upper brain, the one that does logic and measuring and all of that, that is a tool to make all your beliefs true. 
I used that tool to train Navy SEALs. I did SEAL Team 1, and I trained SEAL Teams 2 and 3. And I can tell you, when altered states of consciousness, the laws of physics change. And we are all going in and out of multiple states of consciousness during this immediate show as we're talking right now. And when you go from one state to another, in this state using hypnosis, I can take and make your guessing abilities 400 times above statistical inference. That was the first mm -hmm. protocol for Navy SEALs. The book I wrote was called ESP Induction Through Forms of Self-Hypnosis. And at the time I was working out of anesthesiology, I can tell you that ESP and hypnosis were pseudoscience words. And yet today, hypnosis is a very powerful tool for pain control and dentistry and other forms of, uh, you know, mastering, personal beliefs, and things like that. ESP is now related to instinct. And when you work from your gut and instinct, you do not make mistakes That's by right. definition. And so, That's right. well, it, now, what you're doing right now, by agreeing with me, is saying, I wouldn't have seen it if I hadn't have believed it. That is what <laughs> right. your upper brain is for all about. It's when you look at something, you see what you want to see, not what is actually necessarily there. You look at grass, uh, and well, you don't say. Highly developed perceptual filters that give us well, yeah, one perception or another. It's hard to know what's what we're really looking at. Well, so that's not hard if you work from instinct. That's where the truth is. Well, and okay. that distinguishes. That yeah, but that's what distinguishes the distinction between intent, which actually is what happens at the end of the day, and purpose, why you're here. And what most people come from a place of wounding and they respond to things because of what has happened in the past. Now, those are considered disadvantages. However, you can use a wound as a blessing from God because that, in fact, is what makes you uniquely different than your neighbor. You're different because you have different skill sets. And these wounds can be turned into tools. For example, anger is a tremendous tool to wash a kitchen floor as a metaphor. Mm -hmm. And so what you're trying to do, like Bruce Lee talking about talking, containing water, once you can containerize the wound in describing what it is and what it is not, you know, by putting a container around it, now it becomes a tool. And belief systems are arbitrary. This is the whole construct now of how Scientology and their center point systems work using the idea that a belief is what makes something happen. Mm -hmm. And so to change a belief, it would be like wearing a sweater in the middle of summer. You wouldn't you know, wear a sweater in the middle of summer, you would probably take that sweater if it was favorite, like a belief system, Christianity, whatever. You'd fold it up and neatly put it in a drawer. 
But to go to Iraq as a Christian could get your team killed. And that's the metaphor I'm trying to talk about. I'm giving you a sense of what paranormal is. Para means beyond. And beyond normal is where you are distinctly different from someone else, and you can see something someone else cannot. Now imagine the dialogue if we all had that ability to go from one state to another and change the laws of physics. And basically, that's what Maslow and others are writing about. The idea that what you deem God's capable of doing is only halfway to God and what your full functions are if you were to use them in right action. Yeah, that's powerful. Well, it's a direction for Mm -hmm. why you want to continue your studies. Right, definitely. But let me take you back to something you said, okay? I want to go back to something you mentioned briefly, but you didn't elaborate on yet, but I want to give you a chance to do that. You said the Third Reich continues. What does that mean? Um, We've got the Ku Klux Klan, get a group, girl. I mean, they're all over the place, skinheads and whatever, jackboots. Um, what is that all about? It racism? Yeah. What is, you know, one is this way, that one is that way. Imagine an individual or a group of individuals like deacons in a church controlling those groups. That's what's happening with New World Order and the whole rest of it as we talk about it. There's, how does, how, then the Borg, how, how does, um, how does one person control the minds of a bunch of people? How's that possible? Right. Well, fear, that's the first thing you start with, the four enemies of man. There were fear and then power. And then once you started seeing things, you got more clear clarity becomes an enemy. And the last one is what I currently enjoy, old age. <laughs> <laughs> but Rick, let me ask I'm too old to do anything about it. I'm just old and grumpy, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, look, with Nazis, though, we have heard from some of our guests, they've talked about, again, Project Paperclip, where we brought these Nazis over. Then we hear about the Nazi Antarctica base, and it begs the question, are they still are the Nazis still a scientific group that is working on some level with the ETs or interventionists and they're they're doing their own thing. You know, they're moving ahead with their own scientific exploration. Is that what's happening? I I don't know. I you know, I could imagine that there are a group of individuals that have embraced Adolf Hitler's concepts. Absolutely. I and you know you can go down into um, Argentina. Good luck. I mean there they are. And what's that all about? I don't know. But what I do know is there's something out there that's messing with our economy and our other kinds of things. And America is about to become a third world country. Money is about to hit a brick wall. And now we're talking about cyber cyber dollars and uh, bitcoins and whatever i have no idea about that i'm not very politically astute i'm a nerd what i do know is how could it not be true 
Mm-hmm. There it is, your banking systems, people selling narcotics to the public as prescriptions. You know, it's always about taking control. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, what about a small you? group of people control a large body of people. That's right. what it's and about. Now, where did it... Where do the ETs fit into this? Because, you know, we've been watching this very soft disclosure happening, a little bit at a time. You know, they're coming out now. They're not denying it, but they're not really admitting it either. And we've had many discussions about the kind of the PR campaign that's now happening around uh, extraterrestrials. First, they're going to talk about the craft and say, well, yeah, you know, in fact, our, some of our Navy pilots have dealt with these crafts. They've seen them, and now we're going to let them report on it. But we're not going to tell you what they're reporting on, by the we way. Have had, so, we have had biblical reference to aliens. You go back to the appendices, and there's the Vermana. We've had the throne chariot of God and Ezekiel's vision. We've had all through history. Now they're unearthing down in south of Mexico the Clovis, which at one point had spaceflight. You go to the Cave of Dreams in France, and there's this bison on the wall, and anthropologists, oh, yeah, it's just a caveman drawing a bison. And yet, on closer inspection, there's all these little dots around the eye of that bison, and it's a star map. And if you go further south, that star map is in reverse which means it was witnessed from space. And so the Clovis had spaceflight. They're they're digging all over down there, and that culture was bigger than New York City. And it's important to remember that that culture crawled out of a cave. And when you talk about the weather that you were when you opened your show, I'm here to tell you, Jet Propulsion Laboratory and SRI, other places right now, are now predicting the worst winter in recorded history because of the sun's solar minimum. And we are about to witness the, uh, what is that called, the day after tomorrow. You absolutely are going to have to reboot the different currents in the ocean. They, uh, from the sailing, it's a physics thing. And New York is going to go underwater, just like in the movies. But wow, okay. how long, okay, the Hopi had said, and that was the first thing, and, you know, the Clovis have said that there's going to be a blast from the sun that's going to sterilize the earth, and you're going to need 10 feet of soil between you and the sun to protect yourself. And we're seeing that now in the Midwest where the basic farmer is noticing that the cow pie has less flies on it and the ants mm-hmm. are less because of the UVBs and the UVCs that are coming off the sun right now that are not being shielded by the Van Allen belt. I'm telling you, we are in the end of days. There will be blood. There will be survivors. Man always survives. And aliens, what did they do? Well, historically, they've always been part of our mythology. Yep, always. they have. Always. My God. 
Wow, this so, is a lot to take in, Rick. <laughs> well, like I said, we want to have a show that people want to play over and over because oh, they're going to catch. To. <laughs> yeah. Well, I try to compact my volume because you see, yeah, it's you important. Have so much. Yeah. It is, and no, it really is. And what we're going to do right now is we're going to take a short commercial break. Now, everybody is, can just stay right where you are because this is a fascinating show with our terrific guest tonight. Richard Allen Miller. He is a great author. He's a brilliant man, and he's with us tonight. So stay tuned, everybody. We will be right back. Pure essential oils, specialized minerals, and a revolutionary anti-aging technology. Astridium combines the best of all scientifically proven ingredients in easy-to-use creams, lotions, and concentrated serums. Astridian's advanced line of products take your skin to a new level of being healthy and beautiful. We offer a variety of collections that address all your skin concerns. The Essential Anti-Aging Series treats and moisturizes your skin for a long-lasting, younger look. The Multivitamin Series promotes healthy skin with high-quality vitamins and minerals. The Sports Series restores skin from cellular damage and stress. Astridian also offers a revitalizing solution for hair and a professional series for doctors and medical spas. Visit astridian.love today and begin your new journey to healthy, beautiful, youthful skin. Astridian, beyond your expectations. Are you ready for a new experience of freedom and powerful connection? Would you like a positive, effortless change in your life? Then come to CosmicFusion.com, where we offer the most advanced energy clearing and expansion techniques in the world with a quantum vortex energy to activate your divine blueprint and life's purpose. When your soul leads the way with cosmic fusion and quantum vortex energy, you can break clear of past difficulties and blocks with the power of the source. With Cosmic Fusion, the source energy does the work for you. It's easy and effortless. Listen to our free meditation right from our Cosmic Fusion website, the Cosmic Code Meditation. Sign up for one of our interactive webinars today. Come to Cosmic Fusion, www.kosmicfusion.com to experience an effortless awakening and transformation. Are you ready for an upgrade? Are you ready for a new experience of living in the fifth dimensional magic and powerful connection? Then visit CosmicFusion.com today. CosmicFusion.com Your property tax bill. Have you seen it lately? It's frightening. Your property taxes are going up while your home value is going down. It's time to fight back and win. For the real truth about the property tax system, get attorney Pat Quintilian's book, Are You Getting Screwed on Your Property Taxes? How to Find Out and How to Fix It. Attorney Quintilian answers all your questions and gives you the facts you need to fight a property tax bill that is spiraling out of control. You'll also read about what happens to property owners who don't check their property records only to find out too late they're taxed on square footage, fixtures, and even buildings that they don't own. Is this happening to you? Learn your rights. 
Buy attorney Pat Quintilian's book today. Are you getting screwed on your property taxes? How to find out and how to fix it. Available on Amazon.com. Are you frustrated with endless mantras, affirmations, and processes that promise to align your life with your dreams only to find yourself years later in the same space where you began? Do you feel like you must be doing something wrong because nothing seems to be working? Don't you just wish that someone could shift your consciousness for you and your life could align with your desires without all the effort? Well, your wish is about to come true. Hi, I'm Carrie Cannon, and I have a gift that allows me to align the consciousness of others to be in harmony with their dreams. The best part is, it requires no particular effort on your part. Upon listening to a consciousness alignment, people have reported instant energy shifts, financial windfalls, soulmate connections, healed relationships, physical healings, and more. To gain access to a free trial offer for my entire Manifesting Miracles library of consciousness alignments, go to commandmiracles.com now for details. Again, that's commandmiracles.com for information about our free trial offer. That's commandmiracles.com. Welcome back, everyone, to Supernatural Girls Radio. I'm your host, Patricia Baker. I'm here with my co-host, PK, and our amazing guest tonight. I'm so happy to have him with us, Richard Allen Miller. He is just spilling secrets all over the place. These are really exciting things that we're talking about tonight. Now, Rick, you and I talked about off the air uh, last night, reverse engineering alien technology. Tell us how... How difficult that is. <laughs> well, yeah, that is one of the biggest problems in Washington right now is the budgets that have been given to try to reverse engineer alien technology. You know, it would be like, imagine how quickly our technology has changed since the 40s. We didn't even have television at that time. We started with a little green screen. It was green and white and howdy-doody. And, you know, that was in the 50s. (laughs) Whoa, hey, kids. What time is it? Listen, I was there. I'm that old, unfortunately. Listen, I can tell you, just 100 years difference. And you go back into the 1800s, and someone, breaker, breaker, one seven, come on. That would appear as an ESP, mm-hmm. you know, to have, uh, you know, uh, citizen band radio, CB rig. And that's something that's very common, radio, voices coming out of the air. You talk about seeing ghosts and what a poltergeist, by the way, is a ghost that has deteriorated because of entities in astral level that are like maggots. They break it down and turn it into a monster. Uh, you know, really? looking yeah. at a corpse, you know, the that's Indian burial ground. Why? That's why the Indians did that, what they did. And here's another metaphor. Whale that sing right now in the ocean are doing yeah. what American Indians did, which is called medicine and singing their history and dance like the movie Man of Mine. Now, mm-hmm. we don't have a clue. We're, and the amount of advancement just in 20 years of technology, 
Imagine an alien coming in with 100,000 years ahead of us. Now, you, there's no way you can. We do have Boeing has a magnetic monopole, and now they are developing craft because they've learned how to balance the magnetic monopole with four devices rather than three. Three was easy. Four required more skill. When you see an alien craft working with non-propulsion, it jerks. It's not smooth moving in space. It would appear it jerks. It's interdimensional in the sense that it's working with magnetic fields. And by the way, that's the only law I know of that has endured more than 20 years was Maxwell's right-hand rule of thumb, the relationship between mm. electric and magnetic fields. I, I don't know of any other law that has lasted that long. When wow. we assume, well, we're discovering that space is not curved. I mean, it's, it's not it's not flat and straight. Now, space and time, per se, are not real. And when you take an analog system and digitize it like we do with music today, what you're doing is going into a quantum universe where it's digitized. And that's where Maxwell and Heisenberg, excuse me, Heisenberg's uncertainty principle comes in where the more you know about one thing, the less you know about something else. And that's one of the reasons why I invented or constructed a holographic system because that works with information and resolution of information. And the metaphor I might use for you to understand that is that the physical plane is the you know, IQ, the emotional plane, it's got more information about the physical plane. It's basically how you feel about the physical. And so it is like a fractal. It, it comes, you know, it's the way information folds down into or out of itself. And that also is not real because there is a theorem in information theory that states um, if you ask a coherent question correctly, you have enough information to answer it. That's a theorem, an information theory, stating that information, it has to do with um, resolution rather than uh, what we do in quantum mechanics, which is called entanglement and uh, decoherence. So we have constructs in our minds on the way we try to organize our universe, but they're concepts that aren't even used by other species, like like cetacean. I I mm -hmm. was part of I was part of John Lilly's laboratory studies when I was a boy. Carl Sagan, I did code. I'm I'm one of those guys, and I'm old now. And but uh, <laughs> Carl Sagan brought me in. Yeah, I, I pick my nose, I blow it with my finger, you know, I do all kinds of terrible <laughs> things. But when I was in John Lilly's lab, I was only there 10 days when I realized their language of clicks and whistles was a form of Clifford algebra, dimensional math. Their redundancy coefficient was 10 times more efficient than old Hebrew. And when you wow. talk about 
That's Avram Moles. I'm going to give you a title. Um, the book is Information Theory, Aesthetic Perception, and Information Theory. Avram Moles, he's a French mathematician that talks about language and how the quality of dialogue determines the level of intensity. And I looked at the dolphin. I said, if their language is more uh, efficient than Hebrew, and I speak old Hebrew fluently, by the way, Greek, uh, because I studied my own Bible. I became a hermetic Kabbalist, uh, palmer up against the weird lodges that came at me. And I, I have to tell you, I, I know I don't know, but I looked at the dolphin, and they're, they didn't have a fire, and they didn't have a thumb. What would technology be? They're blowing sonar luminescence. They blow these little sonar bubbles. It's a form of cold fusion, and they play with it like art form. And who's higher on the food chain is Orca that has a cerebral cortex that's twice the size of man, and that mammal is firing 60% of it. This story is not about man. It's about cetacean. There are four cetacean on this planet that have bigger brain cases than man, and I have watched an elephant in Indonesia, paint itself using its trunk and a paintbrush, just demonstrating an awareness of self-awareness of how others see itself that you or I can demonstrate with our artwork. Now, how does that work? Well, okay, I'm bringing out questions now on what does that mean? And you talk about hive consciousness and the bees and ants, how they work as a team. And right now I've got a bunch of hummingbirds coming around me. Isn't that three of them right around me? Because I'm talking about <laughs> it. There is a, no, it, you want to find significance. Uh, Uncle Amos, there he is in Walt Disney. <laughs> yeah, really. Now, Rick, well, Rick, you're so amazing. But let me ask you, I know you also had your own alien encounter, right? What happened? Yeah, you knew you were going to get me that one, weren't you? Well, (laughs) I'm. uh, um, uh, 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 Okay, so um, hold on. I um, I was uh, my tour when I worked in the seventies. It was a psychic discoveries man. We knew about aliens, but back then. We were more concerned about what the Russians were doing. The Russians weren't really the bad ones. It was Czechoslovakia that had the high technologies. And that was the psychic discoveries of Ostrander and Schroeder. And so that's where they aimed to me, was in paranormal. But Krill asked for my presence. Now, Krill was supposedly an alien from a spacecraft. Uh, I don't know if it was Roswell or whatever it was. I, I The story that I was told, that I saw in one document, before I was briefed before I got to meet the sanity. Um, it was um, Roswell had, had three aliens. Two were dead and one was dying. And when the alien died, they did an autopsy, and a fourth alien appeared to uh, Nick, uh, um, what's his name, Beaver Truman, Harry Truman, and wanting the body because they could resurrect it. And so that became um, why Groom Lake was started in Area 51. And there was like eight floors down. 
I, I they took me eight floors down, and then there was this one hour to brief myself because I had no idea what an alien was when the door opened. And when it opened, I saw what appeared to be a seven and a half foot, very thin, gray alien, and long neck, feminine. And that's what led me to write about synthetic telepathy based on Alan Frey's work, because I couldn't understand how this alien could talk to me inside my mind without auditory. And that has now led to synthetic telepathy. But at that moment, something happened, and I have no memory. It's there. I can see it, but I can't get to it. They did, you know... It was only 40 minutes, and yet they did more than two weeks of debriefing me, trying to find out what happened because it was silent. And she was at one end. She, I, I don't know that it was feminine. It felt feminine. That's all I can. It felt feminine. I, and I don't. Um, uh, it's um, it, 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 it. It talked. It said it. I don't know what it did, uh, but I I can't remember. But it's there, and at some point, I suspect it's going to be accessible, and then I'm going to do something because of it. I I don't know. But what I do know is, I can't get to it. There was no. We we stood motionless for 20 minutes, and if you don't think they wanted to know what happened. It was her that called for me, because that was not my tour. I was working out of Seattle in anesthesiology, and that's where I, you know, studied things like structured water with Jerry Pollack, 1970, and so like way back. And I something happened, um, and uh, I didn't feel fear. I um, I felt mm, peace. Uh, I, I I didn't feel. Um, weird. I felt normal, but I can't remember what was said. And well, that's was, that. it, was it taped? I mean, because I know they taped a lot of that stuff. I mean, they, they taped it. it. That's why they did all the debriefing. They wanted to know what happened. I couldn't tell them. I mean, anyway, we did drugs. We did all kinds of things trying to get into my mind. And it's there. I can see her. I can see it. I can see the door opening. I don't have any memory after that one initial moment of experience. And and then I remember being with my people again and uh, taking me back up and trying. They're trying to debrief me, and I I I, I couldn't. I, you know, I'm real smart, and yet <laughs> yes. No, no. I you know. I know I don't know. <laughs> That's smart enough, uh, you know. And I, I get that we are part of something more going on here than just about men. And yeah. that is like a correct response. I, I, I think we're an essential part of something more, like in the soil and the mycelium that helps network the mycorrhizae. You know, a mother tree, there's a, a woman up in UBC in forestry, 
talks about how the mother tree, the oldest tree in the forest, sets off a network of warnings when there's going to be a storm or rain or you know wind. And the smaller trees are notified of this event through the soil. Now, that is kind of like our gut. And so the metaphor is that man is part of a subsystem communicating to something more. Mm-hmm. That's Today, interesting. Well, there's something more going on. We have subtle bodies, you know, outside the body. You know, you talk about the aura and all of that. I had a Seifu that could, with his own mind, push someone across the gym just with thought, using chi. And today, we have described chi as microtubules with structured water. At the moment of death, there's a five-gram weight loss on everyone. What is that? And um, the chi is actually a microtubule that hammer off others are talking about. It's on the outside of the body. It's not in the body. It's outside the body. And these are the so-called subtle bodies that have been discussed in previous epochs, Upanishads, and the voice of the silence, that sound that you hear. All of us hear that sound, and we ignore it. I right now hear it as bagpipes which means I'm spiritually there. That's voice of the silence in the hierarchy of sound one hears to determine what level of spirituality you're at. Spirituality is not what you do, but how you do it. Mm -hmm. And you are. Well, that's like Batman. You remember when he said, it isn't who you are, but what you do that Mm -hmm. defines who you are. And spirituality right. is not what you do, but how you do it. And so the quality in which you go about your personal pursuit is a measure of your spiritual body. And that's why they talk about it as a spiritual body. But my guess is there are eight of them because there are eight neurologic circuits. And each one of those, dimethyltryptamine, lysergic acid, lysergic acid amide, is the neurotransmitter that connects one dot to the next. And that is called the aha drug. The one connects one point with it, with another. And here's the bad news. The bad news is that's arbitrary. That means imagination is the rule. And your mind's eye is how psyche is placed into matter. Hmm. Now, Rick, when you talk about how, you know, all of us are communicating on some level, and certainly these uh, these animals of the sea and on the earth are much more advanced than people want to admit and know. Mm-hmm. What about cryptids? Have you had any experience with them directly, like Bigfoot, Dogman, Wolfman, any of them? <laughs> Bigfoot been, may been, well be a mutation of your Nephilim. They're very smart. You'll notice that. Well, there it is. I have. I, that's one of the things that the military wanted me to study, and I, you know, they sent me into Grants Pass to look at the Oregon vortex. The way I did it, I flew overhead at fifteen thousand feet, and then at twenty thousand feet, and it was 
something was bending light. I was using an interferometer. Now, there's only one thing I know of that will bend light that kind of distance. That's a black hole, a mini black hole. And these ley lines that they talk about in previous technologies and, and the Bermuda Triangle, etc. My guess is these are anomalies on Earth that Captain Cathay and others have described in the literature with Harmonic 33. And I don't know. I was I was I was sent in to check out a shapeshifter. It had been uh, in legend for 400 years, and I saw this what appeared to be like either a dog or a coyote about mm, 300 yards away. Caught scent of me and started running at me. And just as it got to me, it was a wisp of, of smoke that went through and between my legs. I saw it. Now, what does that mean? What is Bigfoot? I don't know. But I can tell you that the first book in parapsychology ever written that was presented at the Royal Academy by R.D.L. Lang was called The Secret Commonwealth of elf, fawn, and fairy that led to Finthorn and the concepts of fairies and subworlds. And Pierce Brosnan has done a movie like that called Nomads, where there are entities that live among us that are not human. Now, that was the whole issue of uh, Grandfather Joseph and dying in the crossroads as the shaman at the time Jim Morrison was 10 years old. And there's a real interesting story about that in a book called Secret and Suppressed by Feral Press that came out with Tom Lytle writing about the fact that Jim Morrison did not die in Paris. You don't die. You pass your consciousness on. And I think uh, that black actor, and I can't think of his name now, did a story on that where the consciousness of this demon was passed on from one individual to another. And he was trying to, uh, I was that uh, trying to, who who was the actor? I, the black actor that does, uh, see, there goes my memory. I, but I have a good memory, I remember, because almost everything that Hollywood does happens. Mm. It's because once you see it in your mind's eye, we had a replicator in Star Trek and now we call that a 3D printer. Ah, uh, okay. okay. It's imagination, and that is uh-huh. what I can tell you physics is about. It starts there. Once you see it in your mind's eye, that's what makes it real. And why now advanced studies in physics is studying magic. Magic is the art of changing consciousness at will. And when man can do that, that's the next stage in our evolution of consciousness. And, and I'm writing about like that in my like books like now. Now, when, when people are talking about Bigfoot and encounters they may have had, things like that, they talk about basically a, a being that can move from this dimension to another in the blink of an eye and just disappear. Like so Chuacabra. Yeah, and, and yeah, Skinwalker and, Ranch. Yeah, yeah. Right. That, I so don't know about that. You don't know I'm going to okay. guess that if it's an intelligent entity, it will have what would appear to be magic to us in going from a wormhole or whatever, a dimensional gate. 
that's what the Stargate was all about in the first place. That was written, by the way, in, in the 70s. I have a copy of the Yazidis, the sacred tradition of the Yazidi called Devil Worship. And it is about Iraq. And there's an artifact that was in the northern part of Iraq, down in catacombs, that the first Bush went into Iraq looking for. He didn't find it. And the second Bush, when he went into Iraq, he had tomography. And that's when he got on board that ship after the first invasion, said, we've got it, the war's over, and he had all his medals on and all that crap. And basically, they found what is called a Stargate, which is what CERN is trying to do now, build a rapid transit system going from, you know, uh, 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 Switzerland into Fermilabs in Chicago. And that is, you know, who knows what they're really doing. I, I Yeah, this is, that's another big mystery. Do you have any thoughts uh, on that? Right. Sure. Geneva has been working with cyclotrons and trying to, create what they call the God particle. And there have been written books on that that, you know, are out there, novels, that are creating the mind's eye of what's possible. Because once you see it in your mind's eye, that's what makes it real. And why now advanced forms of physics are studying altered states of consciousness? Because these different states and what we're trying to do now is map out an ontology of these mystical states where in this state you can have the strength of 10 people, and in that state you can have abilities of guessing, you know, 400 times over statistical inference, and over here you can da-da-da-da-da, paranormal. The laws of physics change with altered states of consciousness is my preposition now for the book I'm writing that will be out next month called The Non-Local Mind in a Holographic Universe, How to Change the Movie. I can't wait to read it. It sounds so exciting. Gosh, when's it going to be ready? I'm Well, I'm writing it right this minute. I'm, um, I've got a patron that is going to help me sponsor that. And Nick Begich is going to do the forward because there were two earlier books. It's the third book in the series of books I write that was called ESP Induction Through Forms of Self-Hypnosis. That was the first protocol I trained SEALs in. And then Power Tools for the 21st Century, which were the eight full protocols that made Navy SEALs Superman. And then The Non-Local Mind in a Holographic Universe, How You Can Become Superman, and I, you know, changing the movie with your mind's eye, and it'll talk about creative visualization. Of course, it will talk about how to change a belief system, like you would a pair of clothing, because belief systems are arbitrary. If you had been born in Iraq, you would not be a Christian. Now, that does not preclude spirituality there. So, how does that work? Well, a belief system is an arbitrary tool that you use to accomplish something. And it's your mind's eye that is the director. This is fascinating because, you know, people are really disappointed in all of these things they've been taught about creation because it's, they get frustrated. Mm-hmm. You know, they follow a certain path for that. 
Things don't Evolution is not real. You know, we already know that we didn't evolve. I mean, that has already been disproven. There's a full professor that just came out of, uh, where was it, uh, MIT, I think. I don't know which university up, up in your area came out and said evolution's wrong, period. End of story. But we did not evolve. Because so, you understand how reality is created. You're a physicist and, and you think outside the box and you understand how the mind creates. So what can you tell us and our audience tonight about how we create and how we can create? Well, I think the first thing, the reason all saints in history have stressed the importance of meditation, training the mind to be a tool. You're a little, we're all of us little brat kids with our thoughts all over the place. I'm, I'm the worst of all of you. I'm, I'm all over the map. <laughs> and, and yet, being able to focus that is why saints have stressed the importance of meditation, going internal and listening to the voice of the silence. And when you can do that, you are starting to train the mind to move from one state to another with your mind's eye. And that's where you have control. The daydreaming concept, you know, someone that's daydreaming, what a powerful tool that is. If used in right action, just like anger. So we can Amazing. use this effectively if we can train the mind. Meditation is the best tool to do that. Well, that's the one that saints in history. Now, here's the news on that one. That's studies have been done in terms of bliss states and and uh, it you know certain kind of brainwave patterns occur when you're meditating. There's other ones when you go to different places in the brain besides meditation. And that's what I'm discussing because these different neurotransmitters do different things. That one, this one talks to this body, you know, this this subtle body, and that one dialogues with that one. And these different subtle bodies do different things, like she does. And once you do that, you may be able to be outside of time and space. What age would you like to be? That's Ward Dean and his biological aging mechanisms, clinical approach. He's Surgeon General for the Marine Corps and has written about how we measure all our different stages of aging in different universities. And the conclusion at the end of his book is that we can choose any age we want to be. It's time is not real. That's and, and you're only as old as you think you are, and I'm a little brat kid. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, you know, it's, it's what you say. I believe what you say. And but what the, what so many people are saying is, yeah, I believe I can be any age I can I want to be. However, I look in the mirror, and I'm losing my hair. I'm turning gray. Well, yeah, my body I have this one commercial. Yeah, I have this one commercial where it shows a bunch of young kids playing strip poker. And the janitor walks in and sees a bunch of old ladies and men playing with themselves. Yeah. You seen that commercial? <laughs> yeah. Yes. They're imagining that they're playing strip poker and they're just a bunch of old folk having fun. You know, right. it's, that is what humor is about. It connects the two paths to God on the outer side of the tree. When you have the male and female side, and both going together is the hermit and the lovers. 
You either do it androgynously or you have a reflected mate or you do both. And the path mm-hmm. that connects them above Kether, which is Christ consciousness, going right through the middle of a missing Sephiroth called Doth, is the Sea of Karanjan. And that is chaos. And that is the only place in the tree where knowledge becomes wisdom. Mm. Now, you mentioned him. Andrea, Andrea Puharit. I knew Andrea. He was amazing. And he was so one of my, my teachers, I, yeah. He, I just, I really miss him. I wish he was here with us. To he have was the one. I busted Yuri Geller. I was the one that caught Geller cheating. Geller <laughs> was able to do paranormal phenomena, and what mm-hmm. happened next is his ego got caught up with the rich ladies that he was running around with. Oh, bend my spoon, break my watch, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he couldn't <laughs> just do it, and so he started cheating. And unfortunately, I caught him. And it took all of that data and made it irrelevant because he was cheating. Kalugina, yeah, Kalugina in I Russia found... was moving things with her mind, which she had was a magnet under under her lap. Now that's I lady, that's right? what I did. I went after people and trying to figure out if it's real or not. And let me tell you, more often than not, my mouth was open in disbelief, and I caught a lot of flies. Mm. I have no idea what I was looking at. There now, it is. Did, did you know anything about Project Penguin? That was one of the the Navy projects in the paranormal that Andrea was working on back in '44. Did he ever share anything with you about that? No. He mostly, at the time I was working at SRI, was from '68 through '77, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, during Geller and those things. Uh, Bill Tiller was under him, and Bill became a really good close friend of mine. I I, I basically ran projects for the Navy and would go in to use facilities at SRI or at China Lake or, you know, JPL. I am... Why the Navy? Is, why, why did the Navy take the paranormal under their their wing? I found that kind of strange when Andrea first... They always that. were ahead of Army and, and the rest of it. Men of Spirit Goats was 10 years later and the wrong goat died. Get a grip. Uh, Navy has yeah, always, well, you know, some general trying to run through a wall and he can't get his mind right. Get a grip. What's wrong with that concept? I mean, you gotta, <laughs> I gotta believe it before you can see it. Uh, so you think the Navy was more advanced? Is that what yes, you're saying? In yes, they were. Yes, so they were. They always were the ones that ruled. That's why they're the ones in space. Always. It's the oceans. And that's mm, the way it's been. And that was Dr. Carl Schleicher, na- a.k.a. the smoking man. They have equated me as Fox Molnar. And it's the first thing I'm going to say as Fox Molnar is the truth is not out there. It's inside you. And it's mm-hmm. different for each of us. It is, actually. That's what I have discovered. The truth is not necessarily the same for each of us. And uh, so that would suggest there will never be a TOE or a theory of everything. It doesn't mm-hmm. work like that. Now, the smoking man in, in the X-Files is a pretty scary guy, and you're telling me that that was based <laughs> on a real person? Well, Dr. Carl Schleicher was at the same desk in Wisconsin Avenue for 48 years. 
Wow. That's a pretty scary thing. Who do you know that's been at the same desk in Wisconsin Avenue for 48 years? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That was Dr. Carl Schleicher. He was something, something else. I was honored (laughs) to work under someone like him. And I tell you, I was a crazy man. They, when they couldn't figure it out, they'd bring in a team, and we never actually figured it out either. Really, we got close, but we never got there. No cigar kind of thing. Skinwalker Ranch, Chilacabra. Yeah, there's paratactyl right now down in the south of Texas. How's that work? All those kids yeah, down yeah, there have got old ant. Yeah, they're saying paratactyl. There it is. They're taking mm-hmm. pictures. Bigfoot. There was one that okay. was actually spotted here in Massachusetts a few years ago. Yeah, I mean, it's those things apparently exist. And then some of these people that have gone missing in the national parks, if they're lucky enough to find a body, then sometimes they find the skull cap has these very strange, deep scratches in it, like what would come from a pterodactyl. Well, then there's the 100 that got abducted and are brought back to Earth 90 years later with no aging. You know, I don't understand how that all works. That's what I'm interested in right out of the gate as a little boy. I was interested in uh, the paranormal. I just went to it, gravitated toward it. I was gifted. I basically, I have a dedic memory. I, 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 I take pictures and in my mind and then can pull them up 50 years later and have complete resolution of them see things i didn't consciously notice you know 50 years earlier and that's why the military uses me plural i'm still active still doing jobs and i know i don't know because it doesn't really work like that it's it's uh that's and so to, to go to your first question uh, regarding aliens and alien technology and reverse reversing technology, the budget spent to try to understand how some of this stuff works has been, you know, millions of dollars and with no results. And it's uh, it's uh, embarrassing because <laughs> technology like that yeah. is well, like Vermana. How did that work? You know, you look at these old drawings out of the appendages. And it's a floating thing, kind of like working with magnetic monopoles. And Boeing only just recently accrued those concepts and technology. Mm-hmm. You know, to try to figure out what an alien is, it might be black goo. Or it might be something even you can't even comprehend yet. I'll put my money on that. I think that's probably right. So we can't you know, comprehend it. That's why we, life, we try. Life itself is a very interesting. What distinguishes something inanimate from something that's not like a stone? You right. see, crystal physics has a concept in it that has the possibilities of being defined as self-organizing. And so you work with Turing tests and artificial intelligence, if time isn't real, might be your alien. Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, Rick, you know, this is so delightful, but I, I wanted to tell people how they can get your books and go to your website. So please let people know your website. Oh, well, I'm simple. I'm RichardAllenMiller.com. <laughs> A-L-A-N, 
Richard Allen hey, Miller. Yeah. Okay. And you'll find and me all over on YouTube. Doing, yeah, I'm everywhere on YouTube. And my website is there. There is uh, an interesting thing if you want my history. My ex-wife, Iona, who is CIA, counterintelligence, wrote a paper called I Married the Wizard of Oz. And that runs <laughs> down my work with MRU. I was wow. a gifted kid. Yeah. What a great article. Oh, I can't wait to. I I missed that. I've got to go back and read that one. Is that on your website? I married the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, well, she's my ex. (laughs) Uh, I'm not an easy person to be around. I, you know, I'm lucky (laughs) that I haven't been shot. (laughs) I I try. You know, I I know that I don't know, and there's such a wonderful mystery out there of exploration that. I'm like a kid in a candy store. Yes. Well, yeah, you're always going it. to be young, young at heart because you're so fascinated by everything in this world and beyond. This is great. Well, it's death great. is not what we think it is. In fact, you know, spirit world and the rest of it, there is a five-gram weight loss at the moment of death. And I've written a paper. It's part of the non-local mind on what happens to consciousness at the moment and the moment just after death. And we're still here. If you were to take a dog and have to put her down and you wanted to have that dog with you, you take the essence in. As the dog dies, the essence can be absorbed into you as a form of structured water. Oh, my God. That's how, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Well, Rick, I guess we're, we're running out of time, unfortunately, and I can't thank you enough. My God, this PK, has this been amazing? Did I tell you, Rick, it's amazing? I'm sitting here with my jaw open. I mean, it's been so <laughs> fascinating, absolutely fascinating, Rick. Well, nice, nice having me. Thank you for asking questions. There's yeah. so many things that I still want to know. And I go, oh, my gosh, you got to come back. That's all there is yeah, to you've it. got to come back. Well, this has I'm, been a yeah. wonderful evening, well spent with you, and I know our audience is is just going to love this show. And so, God bless, and we will be back in touch so we can get you back here to have a, a further discussion on all of these things. But thank you so much again for everybody who wants to go to Richard's website. It is richardallenmiller dot com. You can get his fabulous books, and he's got a new one coming out. And when it's out, we're going to have him back. So. Until next week, everybody, we're going to see you on the Blue Highway. Good night. Good night. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for another radio adventure with Supernatural Girls. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.